who is actually channeling being a mime, which may be the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 121 of Unscripted. I am your co-host for this fine platinum-level broadcast. With me, as always, is the captain of cleaning cloths, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am doing fantastic, buddy. I, I always look forward to our conversations every week, and I know that you're on location this time, right? I, I am on location. I'm looking at Paul Bellantone, who is actually channeling being a mime, which may be the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he just did the whole uh, transparent wall act thing, which nice. I just did. And unfortunately, this is radio, not uh, video. But no, I'm on location here in fabulous Grapevine, Texas, which is about 45 minutes from anywhere you wouldn't ever want to be. Um, <laughs> right hard by the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, attending Leadership Development Workshop for PPAI. Love it. Love it, man. That's well, awesome. You know what else I love? What's that, Bill? Kirby, I love our new sponsor. Okay. That's what I love. Chameleon-like. Nice. Yes. I'm a big fan of Chameleon-like. You know, we met Pierre and Alex over at SKU Camp, um, and they are, maybe this speaks very poorly of them, but they're big fans of Unscripted. <laughs> and so um, we bamboozled them into uh, sponsoring this broadcast. And, and a lot of people don't know a lot about Chameleon-like. I mean, I think you and I do. We've had some experiences with them. But, you know, they've been in the business for 20 years, but they really love being seen as the new and up-and-coming up supplier. Mm. Um, you know, they're totally focused. You know what they're focused on, Kirby, but a lot of people don't. They're focused on journals, notebooks, gift boxes, folders. They know what they do, and they know what they don't do, which I actually love. So they're like, hey, don't call us for a T-shirt or a mug or a power bank or any sort of technology. We do journals and notebooks and gift boxes and folders. They are masters at paper and decorating said paper. Yeah, they sure are. And I love their creativity, too. Like, you know, even when you talk about journal books, when I think of chameleon, like, I think of journal, journal books that are, like, extra special, that are, you know, they go above and beyond. So I'm excited to have them. Yeah, me too. So if you're interested in learning more, and by golly, why wouldn't you be, go over and head over to chameleonlike.com. Kirby, are they going to be sorry that they did? They will not be sorry they did. I didn't think so. Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a platinum level today? I am going to do my best, my friend. Do my best. All right. So what do you? Ha- why don't you start us off with a topic? I'd like you to start, Kirby. Thanks, buddy. Well, it's hey. your dime, your dance floor. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, the reality of it is, uh, I'm. I've got a little. Uh, what do they call promo FOMO right now? You're of course at the uh, LDW event. So I guess I. I kind of want to. To I want the lowdown. I'm sure our listeners do too. So tell me, how's it going? What, what, how's it been going so far? Kirby have FOMO NOMO. I will tell you all about LDW, and I'm so glad you've asked. So let me cross that off of my list of things to bring up today on the podcast. I had a feeling. So LDW, uh, I think this is the 19th year of LDW, and it's the Leadership Development Workshop. And what it is, it's put on by PPAI and the regional uh, team at PPAI to really help the local level volunteers, the grassroots people, 
really uh, help embrace their roles on their individual boards and help propel the industry forward from that grassroots level. And uh, this is, I think, my seventh, no, maybe my sixth LDW. And it truly does get better every year. I know that sounds trite, and I'm sucking up to PPAI. I mean, Julie Kwan from PPAI is sitting right next to me. So whatever (laughs) I say, she's going to relay right to Paul. Yeah. and by the way, Paul's a strikingly handsome man. I don't know if you know that, Kirby. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think everybody knows that, Bill. Yeah, and he also has th- the strength of 10 men. I don't know if you know that, <laughs> I but I digress. Not. So LDW, so it's uh, quite a few education sessions, and it's focused on how to operate a regional board, what your role is on the board, how to get volunteers, how to en- enhance trade show experience, all those types of things. But I always think what's the best in these type of conferences is the accidental collisions you have in the hallways. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's an event put on by PPAI, so you know we're going to eat. There's always food around. And so there's multiple breaks and over, um, you know, chocolate-covered macadamia nuts or jelly bellies or uh, chips and, and soda pop. I, yes, I just said soda yes, pop. Yes, you did. Um you have conversations with people who are struggling with some of the same things you are. And for once, it's not business challenges. It's about service and giving of yourself to make a regional association better for the membership. And they are some of the most candid. They are some of the most honest. They're some of the most uh, vulnerable conversations I have every year. And I really look forward to this event. Dana Geiger and her team uh, at Regional Relations have done a fantastic job picking up where Melissa Weber and her team left off uh, after she moved to a different role at PPAI. It's been an extraordinary event. You know, if I could take a page out of Paul's book, it would be, I think they've taken LDW from great to extraordinary. Mm, I like that. Well, you know, what, what I think of with LDW is, of course, you know, I'm a member of OPA, and I think they do a really good job. Um, yep. And one of the things that it occurs to me is I always envision like those um, sort of uh, industry regional leaders getting together and going, hey, this has worked for me or this hasn't worked mm-hmm. for me or, you know, and, and like I just absolutely love that. I think it's a really cool way to elevate the industry by sharing best practices. So it, it really is. You know, I mean, the, the focus uh, and, and I'm incoming president of the RAC board, which is mm-hmm. kind of the liaison between the regional associations and PPAI and you know, we're, we, we came up with a, a, I don't want to say a slogan that sounds very dated and madmen, but kind of a theme where we're driven nationally, we participate lo- uh, regionally, and we act locally. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been the theme of this event, and it's been really impressive. Um, I think the best thing to come out of this event, one of the best things, I should say, had 155 attendees, and there were, I think, almost 50 people who were new, brand new people wow. volunteering. So it's not the same industry retreads. It's not that stuff. So that that's kind of cool. It's been a really cool week. Yeah, that is. That's I mean, a third of the audience is brand new yeah. to the event. That is that is actually super interesting. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Well, thanks All right, for the Kirby. update. Kirby, it was my pleasure. Thank you for asking and taking one of my topics. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, Kirby... So, are you familiar with the Promotional Products Education Fund? A, a little, right? Okay. Like, so, so actually, you can probably educate me a little bit about it. I know it from the periphery, but okay. tell me a little bit about it. 
So it's an education fund, obviously, hence the name Promotional Products Education Fund, where they dole out scholarships every year to deserving um, kids who are going to college um, and maybe interested in promotional products, interested in marketing, things like that. And I wanted to get your perspective on, I think it's one of the really cool things PPAI does, and I wanted to get your perspective on how you think something like that can positively impact the industry. Yeah, no, I, I, essentially your description of it is what I thought it was. I think it's super interesting. I love the idea and I actually love the idea and maybe it's just based on my awareness, but mm-hmm. I feel like more and more I'm hearing of people saying, hey, we're going to raise some money and we'll put it to PPEF. And so from my perspective, that's really cool. And it sounds like that's a something at least, um, again, from my perspective, that is growing in its recognition. Um, how can it uh, affect the industry? Gosh, I think, you know, the way I've viewed it in the past, and mm-hmm. maybe wrongly, quite honestly, is I always thought it was a scholarship fund for people who who, who were in the industry and their kids were going to college. Um, well, and, and a lot of times that can be it. So, okay. I mean... You know, okay. I'm, I'm probably not qualified to really speak too deeply on it. Yeah. I guess I want more of a broad perspective on, yeah. you know, how we get the next generation into this industry. Yeah, no. So, uh, again, I don't know that, that my perspective on that is necessarily a bad thing. It was just my perspective. No, not at all. So, not at all. Yeah. So, but to, to spin it forward to, to sort of answer your question is I love the idea. I've seen Paul and other folks from PPAI and other industry experts going out and speaking to high schools and colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, from my perspective, I think it would be really interesting to partner with uh, maybe regional colleges that focus on marketing programs that actually feature uh, the promotional products industry and to maybe target um, kind of prospects that would be amazing marketing prodigies or students that could, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so instead of um, necessarily waiting for people to come to you to look for ways to um, say, look, if you're going to be a student of promotional products, you get the opportunity um, to get a scholarship, even if it's 500 or a thousand bucks. I mean, that would make a big difference in a lot of students' lives. It would. Paul Bellantone just said hi. Um, And honestly, he thought your answer was outstanding, as as did I. Fair enough. All right, Kirby, you got another another topic for us? I do, I do. So I don't know if you've seen this while you were traveling, but uh, ASI Mm -hmm. came out with their Power 50, their Power 50 list. Oh, I'm Um, very familiar with the ASI Power 50, Kirby. Yeah, the Power 50, the definitive ranking of the most influential people in our promotional products industry. The Power 50, what I uh, lovingly refer to as the Power 70. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, uh, you know, you and I talk a lot about lists like this. I do. I dig lists like this, I think they're fun. Um, Wanted to get your take and then I'll I'll certainly give my, uh, my kind of fun thoughts on it. So let's first, first things first. For the 19th year in a row, I was not on the ASI Power 50, um, which you so know, we know it's accurate. We know it's accurate. We know that they are really putting uh, the screws to people on that. No, um, I, I enjoy the list. I, it's it to me, it's subjective. Um, yeah. There's always, and this is not a suck up comment. This is just one of those things I don't understand, um, and I I don't have the list in front of me. Um, I think Mark Simon was number one. That's correct. I do may, have it in case you want me to. Make, nope, makes a ton of sense with all the acquisitions and so on and so forth. But 
I would love, and, and I'm a huge fan of Michelle Bell, and I think she's very uh, big part of putting together this list. Um, and I'm sure you know Andy Cohen is, and, and you know, quite a few other people at ASI, all of whom I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for. I'd really like to understand how the president and CEO of our Industries Trade Association is number 29. I'm sorry, that just doesn't add up to me. And, and maybe I'm a complete moron. I've been called worse. I've been called worse this morning, Kirby. But that just seems weird to me. Um, again, it's a fun list. It's subjective. Uh, I, all the people on the, on the list, very deserving, very influential people, people who care about the industry, give back, and push the industry forward. So I'm not... I'm not you know, castigating the list as a whole. I just, when I looked at the list, I saw Paul number, I think it's 29, is right? Is 29 28, correct? but close 28. enough, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just seems like the guy who runs our industry trade association might be a little bit higher, buddy. Yeah. No, that's a, I think that's a fair fair uh, comment on the list. I My my joke about the list, and it, it, I do, I joke, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, because as you know, I kind of love lists like this. I think they're really interesting. I do too, yeah. Um, and actually, it's funny, just as a side note, like last year, I, I kind of met Brandon McKay yeah. of Snugs because he was on this list. I mean, I'd kind of seen him in, in industry events, but I was like, I actually reached out to him after the, uh, after the list came out to congratulate him. And it was like, so that's actually one of the ways I look at these lists. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, these are the people I need to connect with so that I can be better um, educated in the industry. Sure, the, and I think the, that's a great way to look at the list, yeah, quite so honestly. The, the joke I, I do is that there are a lot of, you know, number two is Marty Lott and Jeremy Lott. Mm-hmm. Number six, and man, I'm not going to pronounce the names right, but there are three. Uh, number eight, it, there's two. Number like I'm like, is it the most right. influential people or is it the most influential companies? And I'm actually cool either way, Yeah. Um, but I feel like they've put themselves in a spot where it's like they don't want to hurt uh, somebody's feelings, so they mentioned both people, and so I, I, I actually counted there are 70 people on the so, Power 50. But okay, let me push back on you. Yep. So we, we know our mutual good friends Mark and Catherine Graham are on that list for Comics yes. Yep. How do you pick between Mark and Catherine? I, you, so by the way, I don't know that you can. No, well, you're in charge of the list now. You're so smart. Come on now. <laughs> well, that's why I asked if it is yeah. a if it is an individual or is it a company list. I, and so I think the answer to the question is, as the editor, how do you choose? I don't know. I didn't make the damn list. But if yeah. I made the list and I decided it was going to be a person, I guess that would be my one critique is I would make it a person. Yeah, now, no, again, by the way, that. I might be totally wrong and Michelle could come and kick my butt. Uh, and let's be honest, none of us would blame her if she chose to do that. <laughs> right. um, and it would I, be easy for her to do so. And yes. I would not only I would not only not blame her, I would encourage it. <laughs> the list is always interesting. It's always interesting to see how you know it fluctuates and so on and so forth. Um, I that the whole um, two for one doesn't bother me because I think Brandon uh, mm. uh, Brandon McKay and, and Brittany were together this year. Brittany right. David from Snugs, if I remember correctly. Yep, that's correct. Um, so I don't by know. The, don't, by the way, it's it's a it, it like I really don't have any real issue with it. I just it was it was something that popped off the page at me. Right? It's like yeah, you know, you know what? To, so that was just a maybe, just maybe a we should start. The bottom 50, the least influential people in the promotional products industry. I feel like we might actually make that list. I think we'd make that list real super easy. It'd be awesome. That'd be great. No, that's fun. That's cool. All right, Kirby. I want to change the tone a little bit here. Kirby, I want to talk about tips for time management. Okay. And, And the reason I want to bring it up with you is you are the busiest person 
certainly in Coshocton, Ohio, I think that's been proven. But I think you're one of the busiest people in the promotional products industry. As we came on today, you literally, literally ran from an appointment down the street. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you put out a piece of new content every day, and I'm, I don't want to talk about man. How do you do it? You get asked that question a lot. I know how you do it, but from a time management perspective, how do you manage your time in terms of clients needing? you to be responsive to email right. um, family needs how do you juggle the time aspect or let me flip it a little differently what three tips could you give our listeners on how to manage their time more effectively to get more shit done mm, okay cool that's it's fun topic for me I love that so I know uh, so I think one of the things that I do is um, I think most people really are uh, paralysis by analysis. And mm-hmm. so when I have an idea or when I think, oh, I need to do something, I tend to do it right then. Right. Um, the, the reality of it is, and this is the thing I always forget, but I want to say, is having a team here at the office who literally um, work tirelessly to try and help me keep rolling, I think that's a key is having the right team, executing quickly as opposed to overthinking everything. And then, you know, like one of the things I try to do is I I segment my time a little bit. So like during the day, I'm doing the things that I can only do during the day. So what I mean by that is I, you know, I try to use uh, those nine to five hours doing Mm -hmm. content creation, meeting with clients, meeting with sales team. I'm not spending it with stuff that I could do outside of that time. So like I'm up super early in the morning. That's usually when I'm writing blogs and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. nobody wants me to call them at 5 a.m. Right? Well, don't sell yourself short. No one wants to call you after 5 a.m. either. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. And so, you know, I think um, those are just a couple things. I actually, okay. um, uh, just for what it's worth, I actually um, ironically have a blog coming out about this tomorrow. Well, there um, you go. K- Casey uh, Neistat mm-hmm. uh, actually did a, a vlog recently um, about his day. And he talks yeah. about how he gets up at 4.30 in the morning and some of the most productive hours of his day are from 5 to 7. Oh, no question. And so I think those kind of like, those are things that a lot, the average person would find unreasonable. And I think if you want to have unreasonable results, you have to take unreasonable action. So that would be, those would be my sort of top of my, you know, when you ask the question, those are the things that pop in my head. How about you? So I'm going to add a couple. So one thing I do is because I get a bajillion emails a day, just like everybody else does. Um, I've turned off all the notifications yeah, uh, yeah. for email, and I even go a step further. I actually tr- I actually shut down my email uh, between certain hours of the day yeah, when smart. I'm focusing on whether it's uh, working with uh, employees on certain things or working on specific projects. I don't need to be distracted because I'm as ADD as the next person, <laughs> and I'll check that thing. The other yeah. thing I will do from a time management perspective, I put my phone across the... Uh, uh, across my office mm, and yeah. turn it on silent. Now I have a few people who can get through, um, you know, in an emergency so they can break through the do not disturb, but um, I, I turn it off yeah. uh, sometimes just to make sure I can focus on it. So I that's the one thing I do is really kind of manage the communication coming internal to me. Yeah. Um, as, as, you know, we've talked about before, you know, the, the, that's for my convenience, not everybody else's. No, I think that's super good advice. I don't always follow that super well, yeah. um, but it's one of those intellectually I know, and I think you're 100% right, um, but the shutting down of the email, the kind yeah. of trying to, you know, it, and we actually talked about this recently, it's like 
shutting my computer down. You know, I got a laptop yeah. so they can people can have access. When I have a yep. meeting come in, we shut the laptop completely. I don't like I don't even want it to right. be in my periphery to distract me because I want to be all there when I'm with somebody. No, not at all, not at all. So a couple other than one, um, I make sure I focus on one thing at a time. Um, yeah. This has been kind of the Huge. month from hell for me. Um, I'm giving five different presentations in six different cities over the course wow. of five weeks. It's just one of those things, you know, people ask you to do something in February. They ask you to do it in October. It seems like a really good idea because October <laughs> is a million years away. Right. And then you realize I am all over the place in October. And um, I find that if I focus on one thing at a time, I'm far more efficient and my, my overall work uh, doesn't suffer if that makes mm. sense. No, it's single tasking is powerful. It's, yeah. and multitasking is the biggest lie it is. That, ev- that our culture has told itself. It's, Absolutely. it's the reason that, that busy is the most overused word in our culture, yep. is that busy is not something you should brag about. Well, multitasking, <laughs> no one does it well. Yeah, that's right. I can do a, I can do three things really mediocre. I can do one thing really well, and yeah, nobody else fair. is any different. And then the last thing, I set alarms for things. So if I'm going to work on a project for an hour, I'll set the alarm, and at the end of that hour, I'll go do something else. It, it keeps my brain fresh. No, um, like that. Because I can get bogged down, and you, you start looking at a presentation, and start looking the same, and I can't see the things that I, you know, the mistakes that are there because I've been looking at it too long. So I'll give myself forced mental breaks uh, throughout the day for that. Yeah, I actually totally agree with that too. It's funny because the moment I get to a break, I actually tend to get up and walk around. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know that I do that like on purpose. I think it's just like the ADD in me kicking in. It's like, okay, it's time for me to go do something else. So yeah, I like that a lot. No, I know exactly what you mean when it's time to do something else. Kirby, do you know what else it's time for? What's that, Bill? It's time for us to thank our next sponsor in Gold Star because they sponsor one of my favorite parts of our podcast, the fill in the blank section in the rapid fire. You know, we've talked so much about how you experience simplicity with our good friends at Gold Star, and they understand the meaning of partnerships and programs. Did you know, Kirby? I'm asking you this right now. Okay. Did you know they have a dedicated account management team, including sales and service, to help not only with creative ideas, not just with quotes, but also with program logistics? I don't know that I did know that, Bill. Well, now you me. you are so welcome, Kirby. That is one takeaway from this platinum-level broadcast you can have right now. They have that standard 24- and 48-hour production on dozens of popular styles. They've got free marketing support. Did you know they had free marketing support, Kirby? I didn't know that. Uh, it's crazy. It's so beyond crazy. Uh, Virtual design boards, random samples, case studies. It's all there for the taking. (laughs) So, Kirby, if you want a free Simplicity Starter Kit from Gold Star, and I know you do, please go to goldstarpens.com slash unscripted. You won't be sorry that you did. Kirby, are you ready to fill in the blank? I am ready, my friend. Kirby, I have a theme this week. We're going to talk about household chores. I want okay. to know Kirby's perspective on household chores. Uh-oh. Okay. Are you ready? Hopefully I don't get myself in trouble. I love well, it. Well, okay. I, I, let's see if you can follow directions. I know it's difficult. Yes. The fall chore you loathe the most is blank. I would say for the most part it's raking leaves. But okay. I would say, you know, I just it's one of those things that's just not any fun. It's gotten better um, as I moved. I have, I'm in a different place where there's not so many uh, front yard trees. Now our backyard is filled, but I don't care. Uh, right. So uh, I don't worry about that, but uh, I don't enjoy the backbreaking work of raking leaves, which is one of the reasons I bought a leaf blower. So okay. it's actually a little bit better now. Kirby, that's a fine answer. Thanks, buddy. 
All right, so I don't really have a theme, but I think you'll you'll follow me on this. So you are a service provider. You're not a distributor. You're not a supplier. You're Correct. a service provider. So the best part of being a service provider in the promotional products industry is? I get to play both sides of the fence equally. I don't have to cater to distributors. I don't have to cater to suppliers. I can serve both. And um, I actually, I think my favorite thing about being a service provider is I can actually look at the industry very um, objectively. Yeah. Um, I can see, you know, it's very easy to see where the suppliers basically end up bankrolling every single thing that everybody does in the industry. Um, and it's easy to see where distributors feel like, hey, I need more help to sell. So I, I like I like being a service provider because I can work with both sets of, of people. There's, you know, my competition. Um, Kirby, we have no competition. That's just how <laughs> awesome we are. Um, but if I did have competition, um, it wouldn't be, you know, suppliers or distributors. So no, I, I like I like kind of skirting that. Love it. Kirby, the chore you assigned, assigned, what is that? <laughs> the chore you assigned to one of your daughters when they were younger, where they fought you the most was blank. Oh, I think, I don't know that it's when they're younger. It's been going on for, since then, but just dishes, right? Like, you know, clearing the table, emptying yeah. the dishwasher, filling the dishwasher up, you know, um, credit where credit is due. My wife, Amy, is just like the all-star at the house. She takes mm -hmm. care of things. And so quite frankly, we're all very spoiled. Okay. And so every once in a while, um, last night was one of those conversations where we said, look, Amy, you know, Amy made dinner and she did all this stuff. The least we can do is clear the table and do the dishes and, and uh, everybody just kind of shrugs their shoulders and doesn't want to do it. And so have, it's something that's a constant battle, but yeah. uh, that's it, have you, not have, a big deal. Have your daughters mastered the art of the eye roll? Oh. <laughs> Okay, Bill, I have a house full of women, and two of them are teenage girls. Okay. So maybe the silliest question you've so, ever asked. So what you're telling me, that was a really dumb question. <laughs> Silly, not dumb. Okay, go All ahead. Right. Fire away. Okay, so we talked about the best part of being a service provider. The most challenging yep. part of being a service provider in promo is? Finding a space in the industry. Um, mm -hmm. You know, from a technical term, as a service provider, I am not in the industry. Um, you know, I've had that conversation with people PPAI, and, and that's just the way it is. I am not a part of the industry any more than common skew is technically part of the industry. Right. Um, I find it challenging that, you know, I can represent um, my regional association at the highest level. I can be president of my regional association. I find it frustrating that I can be uh, president of the rack board. Um, and I'm excited to do that. I find it incredibly frustrating that if I wanted to or if I was asked to, I could not serve on the PPAI board um, and be in an elected way. I could be appointed to the board, but I couldn't be elected to the board as a service provider, and I find that frustrating. So that, that's the most frustrating thing because we are 100% focused on the industry. We're not FedEx or UPS. So mm -hmm. I've had that uh, friendly argument with uh, my favorite mime, Paul Bellantone, several times. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it, you know, that's just the stance of the association and, and the way it is. So I do find that frustrating. Well, and it'd be tough to have an argument with him since he does have the strength of 10 men. Well, well actually, it'd be tough to have an argument with him because he's a mime. Yeah, that's um, And I might win the argument for once because he's not talking. <laughs> Right? Maybe he'd do that like weird thing where he would walk up to the glass wall and hit the elevator button and just kind of stand there and then <laughs> slowly sink down. That'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. Kirby, the chore you know you do better than anybody else in your family is blank. 
<laughs> so the honest answer is nothing. Nothing. Uh, every, everybody Come in my family on. is better at the, the, the overall chores. That's such uh, a cop-out answer. It's a, I'm going to give you an answer, but the, the, the real answer is nothing. Okay. But the answer, probably the, the chore that I enjoy doing more than everybody else is probably mowing the lawn. I actually really Ooh. still enjoy. Um, what? the smell of fresh cut grass i and, and and to be fair i don't have a giant lawn like no it only takes uh yeah 40 minutes or something and it's a little bit of time that i can you know kind of carve out and i actually i actually really enjoy it so all right i don't so, know that my wife would say that i do a better job than her but i i like okay. that chore. all right fire away uh the part of the industry that you find most interesting is um Right now, the the part of the industry I find most interesting is there are so many really good companies doing everything they can to propel the industry forward, and it's not self-serving. Mm. Um, I mean, there's always a self-serving component of that, but it's also there's some altruism included, and I find that absolutely incredibly fascinating that you know people are so willing in our industry to help others out, and I think that that paranoia that's always been part of our industry especially on the distributor side i see that melting away a little bit mm. and so that 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 uh that makes me happy that's good that's really good i like it kirby the last fill in the blank i have for you the chore that must be learned for a child to become a self-sufficient adult is a blank all of them uh, all but, of them another but, uh, cop-out know, think- answer Nice. I would say dishes, right? Like because dishes. I think when I think back to, to college, um, you know, the you know you had your dorm life, and then when we first moved into an apartment, I moved in with four guys, and it was yeah. like the several. Oh, I like to cook, and then there would just be these science projects that were left in the dishwasher. Sure. <laughs> that were just awful, and everybody would just continue to pretend they didn't see them. Right. And so I think. Trash is pretty easy, you know, mowing the lawn is, you know, whatever, but mm-hmm. I'd say dishes. That's the, you know, just, just overall doing the dishes on a regular basis is what makes you an adult. Awesome. You got one more? One more. So uh, the segment of the industry where you see the most potential for growth is? The service provider side. Okay. Easily, easily. I, I think when you look at the companies that are leading the charge of moving the industry forward, it's service providers. Hmm. Period. End of discussion. Good day, sir. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I said good day. Um, all right, Kirby, I got some rapid fire here before we close out our fine broadcast. It is a household chore edition. You know how this works. I'm going to give you two choices. You simply pick one of them and we move on. It's that simple. Okie dokie. So, are you ready? Sure. Washing dishes or doing laundry? Washing dishes. Cleaning bathrooms or dusting the house? Dusting the house. Mopping floors or taking out the trash? Taking out the trash. Raking leaves or mowing the lawn? Or do you know that one? Mowing the lawn. Weeding the garden or washing the car? Washing the car. Cooking the meal or cleaning up after the meal? Cooking the meal. Cleaning the garage or pruning the trees? Oh, cleaning the garage. Washing windows or cleaning out the refrigerator? Washing windows. Cleaning out your closet or clearing out your gutters? Uh, Gutters. Writing love songs to me or writing love songs to me? <laughs> well, I guess I'll go with the second one, Bill. Excellent. Kirby, I, I knew you. I don't want my wife to hear any of that because she's going to expect me to do all of those chores. Uh, I want Amy to hear all of that. But more, <laughs> most importantly, what I want Amy to hear is that Chameleon Like is one of our really good fine sponsors. And they are the title sponsor of this podcast. You know, we talk about how... Uh, we talked earlier about how they've been in the industry 20 years, but now they're seen as this new and upcoming thing and uh, upcoming supplier because they are so 
focused on being cutting edge and they are focused on the journals and the notebooks and the gift boxes, the folders. We've seen it in action. Some of the highest quality paper products I've seen, not just in our industry, but anywhere. So if you're interested in finding out more, go to chameleonlike.com. Look at those fine, fine products. Share them with your clients. You're not going to be sorry you did because I will tell you they are great differentiators. Wouldn't you agree, Kirby? Totally agree. Totally oh. agree. I love the journal books from Chameleon. Kirby, I knew you would. Kirby, I want to thank you again for having the courage to do this platinum-level broadcast with me, and I hope you have a fine Ohio afternoon. You too, bud. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. 